0: step towards online privacy. Get NordVPN.
1: fail get again hi everybody i am joined by madeline she is one of the team at the heritage party we're going to be talking about something that looks really really good but is actually quite sinister hey madeline thank you so much for making yourself available now before i introduce you and we start talking about what is this looking good thing that is really quite sinister Please subscribe, follow me on Twitter, Crypto Rich YT, join my official Telegram announcements channel. And if you're watching this on YouTube, please, please come and support me on bit.ly slash Crypto Rich 3 speak or bit.ly slash Crypto Rich Odyssey and bit.ly slash Crypto Rich Rumble. Sensitive, resistant platforms support my work there. Madeline, thank you so much for making yourself available. Now, what, remind me, what is it you do at the Heritage Party? I've forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to change the world you're trying to change better. the world for the, for the better right
0: i'm trying to reverse the damage with, with the heritage party yes i am the general secretary of the heritage party and i am doing a lot of lots of things there i have a big responsibilities. right it's okay. a, the, uh, can i just remind who wh- what the heritage party please, is as well so the heritage party is the only and i am i really mean that is the only party who is Is the solution and is the the only way to push the agenda back. And the reason why it is the only party, because we are the only party who actually focus on the local governments. It's none of the other parties doing that. And we will be talking about the local governments today. So you can see the solution.
1: Yes. And you've been on my channel before. We've talked about town boards and David Curtin, the leader of the Heritage Party, is my channel before. And and just so people don't know, my understanding of the Heritage Party is they are what I would call... A traditional conservative party, what the conservative party used to be about small government, family, faith, nationhood, uh, small business, Christianity, all the good things that the Great Reset and the WEF fake Tories and the WF fake Labour and the WF LDP and the WF Greens and the WF SNP are laying to waste, not interested in. And the great thing about the Heritage Party is that they are anti the Great Reset and pro the great awakening. And I have met David a few times on pro freedom demos because he was campaigning against lockdown. He was campaigning against the injection mandates. And you, the the Heritage Party has a policy of not allowing people to join who have been members of the World Economic Forum. So sorry, sorry, Tony Blair. Sorry, Keir Starmer, (laughs) sorry, Rishi Sunak. You don't get to join the Heritage Party. No no
0: no 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 and uh, you know what it's probably worth to add that we we are uh, often approached with questions from people that why we don't uh, just unite with other alternative parties and you just make a very good point about our manifesto because you know heritage parties against the all agenda so i can't really see how this uh, very important elements of the of the great reset and of everything that's happening how this could be compromised because for example some of the party we know, they they promote uh, Japs experimental Japs. Even so, they saying they are against the agenda. We don't. We are completely against the whole agenda. So it's very unlikely that we can unite with some other alternatives.
1: Yes, yes, and, and I, I, th- I have interviewed um, people from from the other some of the other smaller parties, and uh, one of the other smaller parties didn't know anything about the Great Reset or the WEF. They didn't have a policy about it. Another of the smaller parties, they're only kind of waking up to the climate change agenda. Mm. But I think there is there is a movement um, amongst the smaller parties, you know, that they are waking up. They're opposed to the CBDCs. But to the credit of the Heritage Party is they were awake long before I was. (laughs) David didn't buy into the lockdowns or the injections from the start. I'm sorry to say I did for the first six weeks before I woke up. Okay. And um, we're going to have elections this year in the UK. Any idea like of um, where you're going to be running and how you're going to what you're going to be campaigning, what your campaign will not even what your campaign will look like, but in terms of your plans for um, fighting the general election?
0: We are already very active. We, we, we're looking for our candidates and uh, that's why I really want to talk about this a little bit more today because you know people need to know who they're voting for. this is extremely important. That's why I mentioned the other alternative parties. We have a lot uh, a lot of independent uh, around which apparently going to stand for a, you know for an election. And we, we said I think we mentioned that in the previous program about you have to be very careful with independence. and funny yes. enough, the labor recently they had some official talk about independent candidates that they actually allowing the labor candidates to claim that they are independent
1: oh my god
0: so and that was official statement so you know they just confirm what we said before so you really have to be very careful and i think you have to remember that heritage party was the first alternative party which which david just in the beginning of the pandemic. And mm. also we have to remember that David is an experienced politician. He was against the agenda before, as you, as you said, before people know the agenda exists. He was already active in the London Assembly, standing against LTN, standing against children's sex- sexualization, standing in a lot of things which actually now we all know about, but then we didn't. So he, he is real, and this is the part that everyone should focus on and trust and support at the moment. If we want to find solution, the solution is just here. And, you know, myself, I I, I wouldn't join any political party. I wasn't interested because, you know, if passing the solidarity point, I had enough of politics, trust me. But, you know, trying to do something and not to go through this nightmare again, mm. obviously I have to do something. So I joined Heritage Party because, as I said, this is the solution to normal, ordinary people, who see clearly what is going on, who had knowledge what is going on and also have the solution, the solution based on the experience and the solution based on knowledge, not not on gossiping.
1: (laughs) Yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. No, thank you, thank you for that. And I'll have the links to the Heritage Party in the description below and your Twitter and David Curtin's Twitter. And if people want to listen to David Curtin, he's now also broadcasting on TNT radio. I think he's got a daily show there and Mm -hmm. people find him there as well. Okay, now. I said at the beginning, we're going to be talking about something that looks really, really pleasant, but is actually very sinister. But that's the whole deal about everything about the Great Reset. We want to take care of the environment and not destroy the planet and everything. As a cover for we're actually going to enslave you with a carbon tracker linked to a CBDC, digital wallet and biometric ID. Or, um, you know, we want to rewild nature and. You know, farmland should be given up so the nature can flourish as actually a cover for limiting our access to food. Yes. And we want to, um, you know, pets, pets, they 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 emit too much carbon dioxide and that's going to destroy the planet. So, you know, people need to be careful and we're going to get rid of pets and everything, but actually as an access to demoralizing you. So mm-hmm. all these things that are just that, that do you know, what? you know, I work as a social worker, Madeline. Right. Men that abuse women, when they first meet those women, they're really, really nice. They're really, really nice. They Take care of them. And then they ensnare them and then abuse them. And then the same with pedophiles. They groom children and they Mm -hmm. groom the people around them. And what the, the WEF and its lackeys do is they groom us by presenting something that looks so wonderful and sweet. It's just a pretense. And underneath, they're destroying our livelihoods, our family, our faith, our culture, traditions. Everything that's great about about life, really, but- yeah, the, the, they they make
0: people destroy their life themselves. That's exactly the, the the idea of the of the great reset system, which is the Marxist system, which David explained so many times. And you made very good point about the the animals, you know, because the, that's. The banking, that completely, the great reset, and the, the care about the nature and, and environment and everything else, and I think we should raise these points because somehow they are completely overlooked. When when the vegans, for they're using vegan to support the great reset, for example, yeah. Mm. So the vegan just going for this, the greens going for this because they care. These people care. Possibly, they really care about the nature, and they're not thinking what they're doing. That it's so obvious that you can't care for the nature by killing the nature by cutting the trees by you know killing the animals. W- where is the care for the nature? This is completely opposite to what they what they're stating. Yes, and if people people need to see the state, they they you know they are barbaric for the nature at yeah. the moment. Absolutely, Every-
1: absolutely. Which is uh, the nature of the war that we're facing. And one of the things that they're doing is they're talking about devolution, which sounds really good, like decentralization and people having say of their lives at a local level and devolution this and devolution that. But it's a whole lot more sinister. One, because it's top down. And then also the, the structures of it. So do you want to say, this is what we're going to talk about. Do you want to say about devolution, why it's dangerous and how it's dangerous?
0: You know, that would be very difficult to summarize this because... Revolution started really long time ago, and you know it changed changed the names over the time as well. And as, right. as I mentioned before, uh, we can compare this to the mixture of Trotsky permanent revolution with the Communist Manifesto with some contradictive Marxist uh, idea. What they mix up, uh, it started long time ago, and as you said, there was grooming and grooming people to to get to the point where we are at the moment. So, devolution is is the Reaching for the goal of the one world government is the world communist, practically. This is the dev- devolution based on the communist manifesto. And they've been trying to do this through the uh, proletariat, which apparently failed, but it didn't. It just changed the umbrella and became the United Europe. <laughs> so that's the devolution. So the idea of the communists, the devolution, is to uh, transfer the power and the funds. To the hands of the one world government practically. So at, at this level where we are is transferring the power from the central governments to the local governments, transferring the funds from the central governments to the local governments. And of course uh, that would be possible to do this very quickly because they've been trying and and of that, this all opposition. Nobody want to be restricted in their lives. So the progress was slow and slow. And finally, people realized, oh c- come on, I can't really uh, even have uh, my e e cigarettes, which doesn't produce anything. To be honest, it's just a steam. And I can't have my e cigarettes outside somewhere. So that's people start thinking this is actually doesn't make any sense and that's how one restriction after another creates this anger in the nation and people call for a Brexit, which is just a natural thing. So they have to speed it up and uh, like before they've done it with the wars, when, when the nation started to waking up that something is wrong so they create a wars before so now they create the pandemic because that's allowed all the governments, uh, the, the local governments, to get the power under the emergency law. Right. So that, that speeded up the old devolution progress. Okay. And, of course, enabled enable the old plan to go forward with the budgets. You know, the, the, the pandemic was the perfect opportunity to transfer money from the central governments to the hands of the globalists. Yes. So we know that, of course.
1: And, and listening to you, uh, I can get the structure. I, th- I think we may have talked about this before in our previous video about fractals, which are self-repeating patterns. Yeah. You get the same pattern at a small scale, at a medium-sized scale, at a larger scale, and a really grand scale. It's the same pattern. So here's what I can see. We, we have the national governments, and then they fund these um, large, supranational organizations, United Nations, World Health Organization, and then also the European Union, which isn't global. But these these organizations are all appointed by committee. Mm-hmm. They really are committees. Right. And now yeah. Labour want to set Labour government are saying they're going to talk. They're going to set up citizens assemblies. So at a national level, we have the 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 democratic government that's voted in. But then they're going to set up these citizen assemblies. And if the Tories are going to get in, they're probably going to set up the citizen assemblies as well, because there's no difference between Tory and Labour. They're both WEF, right? Mm -hmm. And then what we talked about in our previous video was local government, which is democratically elected. But now they're setting up town boards, which are also committees appointed like all the other ones. And then they're going to run the show. Would you say that was that was accurate? That
0: was very, very accurate, actually. <laughs> and they're not going to do this. They're actually doing this already. And we 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 had a brief look on this uh, previously because it's fifty five uh, councils at the moment who creating the boards. They already signed it under the community boards, and they're creating that. Uh, most of the of the UK is devolved, so we're going to the to end up with the boards everywhere finally. But at the moment, it's fifty five. So it is the, stru- the local structure of the boards works exactly the same way like the global structure with the, you know, with the with the uh, nations because uh, the whole idea about any new regulation about any any emergency is coming from the very 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 top, of course, UN, EU, you know, they work on this together. Then it's uh, going through the NGOs, as you said, the big global NGOs which have some. Uh, net of small NGOs <laughs> under their umbrella, which every single of them have their representative everywhere in the world, in every single local government. Doesn't matter what system is there, every single local government have this community kind of uh, collaboration groups, panels. So this these people introducing the you know the emergency or whatever the, the regulation are which was established in the UN on the very top. Uh, we're blaming government for many things. That I think that's important thing to explain as well, because we, we we always focus on the central government straight away, like oh they signed this, oh they're doing this, they're doing this. We have to remember that we are we are the the uh, members of the UN, and we have some pre-agreements, which was which, which was done years and years ago by, let's say, by Tony Blair, for example, mm-hmm. and something was signed that by the government, they can't just step up, that they can, they can actually say, like Trump at some point, he said, I'm just going to withdraw from UN, and I wish he did, but they didn't allow him, that's the same way like they didn't allow us to have a Brexit,
1: yeah.
0: but you, but because they are the pre agreements uh, they are already uh, obligated that in the case of emergency, for example, they have to provide funds. And make sure that the citizens, you know, are well taken care of. So they are obligated to provide the funds in case of particular emergency, like pandemic, like climate emergency, and etc. Also, they are obligated to allow the law to change, for example, with new regulation in case of the emergency, because you know this is for the goods of the nation. That's the obligation. What the government signed in the United Nations. Right. So, so what, what they. What is going to happen next, because we already have the signed that that's giving the NGOs possibility to introduce the, the emergencies and the media, of course, they're introducing the emergencies to the nation, brainwashing people, just saying, oh, look at this, everyone is just dying on the street, this pandemic. So people starting to panic. And then, of course, uh, the NGOs, which are already planted with the cancers, with the councils, they creating this emergency in their area because they know that the government is already obligated to give them money and to give them more power, so I don't know. I try to make this very clear because you know this is not really complicated, but it's just so much around. This is a net, you know. The...
1: It's, there's so much uh, obfuscation and smoke smoking mirrors, and it's you know, mm. it's like um, when I'm talking to people about the because I voted Brexit uh, and and in the run up to the referendum, talking to people about you know who were remainers and stuff and. They just didn't, don't get the structure because it's no. convoluted and, and lacks clarity. But when you dig into it, there's no democratic accountability. If there's anybody who's watching, who is still a Remainer, the European government have said that the European Union have said that they're going to uh, institute CBDCs, a digital euro and digital IDs. Well, how can the European people vote against that? And people don't get you can't. They think, okay, well, you know, just vote for a member of the european parliament well that won't make any difference because they can't pass legislation they can't propose legislation that would get rid of cbdc's now in the uk we still can provided we support parties like the heritage party who are opposed to cbdc's okay so so absolutely right
0: absolutely right because you know it doesn't matter if we if we allow this devolution to go forward as it is and it's, it's really rapid at the moment we're going to end up exactly in this position because it doesn't matter even now, it doesn't matter who is going to win the election, who is going to take over. If this is not Heritage Party, which will make the sharp, sharp cut, that wouldn't change anything because of the position of the councils with the local government have at the moment. So it wouldn't change anything. It doesn't matter who is on the
1: top. Yes, yes, it doesn't matter at all. But one is, I think, ultimately it will fail. I think the Great Reset is failing and this whole town board idea will fail because people are not like, oh, know, wait a minute, wait a minute, I want to have a say in how my town is run. Now, one of the questions, so ultimately it'll all fall apart, but I think they're going to do, try to do as much damage as they can before. Mm-hmm. But um, one of the questions I have is about all these local authorities that are going bust. I think that's deliberate. Yeah, you're absolutely right. <laughs> right, because what it does, because... I you mean, know, the government's got money. They can print money to to pay for the killing of people in Yemen and Israel and Ukraine, but they can't print money to make local authorities whole again. So, tell me, how does the this the the all these local councils going bankrupt? How does that play into this agenda?
0: First of all, you know, this is uh... <laughs> that would be very good if they can prove that they go bankrupt, they can actually show the evidence why they, got, they went bankrupt because only 10% of council provided the audit for the past, past five years, so how they go bankrupt, nobody knows but you know, they did, and it's funny enough, we predicted that they're going to go bankrupt in 2020 we, we actually was talking about this in our circles that you know, this is the plan, because again, this is the perfect opportunity to transfer the funds, is it, are, you know oh, we are just bankrupt, and people who don't really understand understand the system, they think if they go bankrupt, that's actually a positive thing because they should just go away and they should right. be imprisoned. That's what you normally will think. That's a logical thing. But no, if the council go bankrupt, they actually receiving more money. So it's it's perfect per- perfect position to be because they just receiving the money to repair everything. Just make okay. sure that
1: but then is is it used as a as a cover, as a front to set up alternative structures that aren't yep. democratically accountable? Oh, this local authority has gone bankrupt. It's in crisis. Therefore, we're going to set up. That's what occurred to me. Listen to you. We're going to set up a town board to administer everything. Like the, yeah. Yeah. I, I was sorry. I was just going to say, you're again
0: spot on. And this is actually in the report of the you can you can see the the uh, inside internal chronicle of the local government association. They had articles about this article after article. We saying oh you know this is the bankruptcy is because of the system. It's because of the system. We have to change the system so we can avoid the bankruptcy. So come on, central government, give us more money and give us more power because we do, and they actually said that in their old articles because the council doing better job. The are more responsible with spending, as we see every day. That's why they're going bankrupt. So it's it, you know th- this is just completely ridiculous. This is exactly what uh, what her name, the New Zealand uh, former prime minister Jacinda. Whether
1: uh, Jacinda Ash.
0: Yeah, yeah. She she recently said something something which which described the current situation everywhere perfectly. She said that we have to uh, we have to uh, introduce the censorship to save this freedom of speech. Yes,
1: so absolutely. just listen just listen to this. Well, it's all well, war is peace. War is peace and enslavement is f- slavery is freedom. It's So yeah. well, and I think the risks that local councils serve or the risk they are to the Great Reset is it allows individual people like your councillor, Sean, whom I interviewed, mm-hmm. to join councils to become part of councils and then actually begin to institute policies that are opposed to the Great reset that people want so then then having town boards instead of local councils running things means that people don't have any democratic outlet for saying how their how their cities and towns and areas that you know that they live in are going to be run but that's really really dangerous because yeah. the absence—if you don't allow people to make peaceful change, then you get revolution.
0: Yeah, but you know, revolution is exactly what they do. They create revolution. They—they—they—that's the revolution. That's the permanent revolution when they're using people. They're using people to—to to destroy themselves all the time. But yeah, with the boards, that's exactly how this is going to work because the community boards uh, replacing practically any kind of election because election is no no longer necessary because the communi- communities already will be electing their own representative and yes. the community community already representing us the average residents apparently because obviously they don't and I, I think we did say before that the, the list of people who will be included in the com- this community boards like a uh, one philanthropist, one policeman one nhs worker uh one i don't remember <laughs> but you know this is a just ridiculous ridiculous they're not, list.
1: they're not elected they're appointed they'll be chosen and it lacks transparency and the opportunity for corruption oh my god madeline what you and i we're mates right why don't we get why don't you and i choose who's going to be on the account, town board yeah we're going to choose our mates people who agree with us rather mm-hmm. than the people that the um that the that the rather than the ones that are elected by by the diverse electorate it's it is the yeah. in union model played out locally
0: but you know this is uh, as we said before that this is exactly what they've done it so many times over and over and over again they that this is the kind of administrative system what ran poland for 40 years so it's nothing new it's absolutely nothing new and it's just so so depressing to see people not seeing this and and just not even want to listen because they have this kind of uh idea about the great reset how this is going to work so they rather talk about some symbols about some you know just leave it and, and just concentrate what is happening on the corner and then we can talk about symbols in the future you know we can get rid of this and that but first of all establish your own security in your own
1: home yes absolutely know. absolutely and um, what, the other thing that people aren't doing is they're not connecting the dots
0: no, They're not personal. seeing the
1: connection between the trans agenda and the sexualization of children and the climate change agenda and open borders and um, the destruction of small businesses and the erosion of religious values. Just don't see and, and the, how it connects with the wars and everything. And of course, the injections are all towards CBDCs and biometric IDs and carbon and that's... trackers.
0: That's is exactly the, the the problem because you know that that's another thing what they're doing on purpose and they always done it. They create this different kind of issues and they create they they uh, you know categorize people. They putting people in particular directions. So we have a groups who are fighting with the jobs. We have a groups who are fighting with the climate. We have a groups who are fighting with something else. Then groups who promote the climate, promote the jobs. So, so they are all on the same board and they don't even know it. You yeah. know, instead of you know just have a. One opposition and one, you know, this group and this group and just
1: uh, debate what is good or not. Well so, well, so that we actually unite in order to fight the real enemy, which is the WEF and their their puppets yeah. and the erosion of our of accountability and our liberties and our freedom. Okay. Yeah. Now, Madeline, what is it we can do? What can people do? Uh, it
0: I am, I don't wanna sound like I am you know promoting the political party no, but no, I, I don't promote the I
1: do promote your party. Yeah, yeah but I, want. I just
0: don't wanna sound fake because you know because I am promoting the party for a reason, because I really mean that I, it is a solution. It is a solution. I'm talking from the experience. Also, it's it's important thing I wanna say. I am a massive animal lover with the record of being involved in the campaign, you know, for an animal's right and for a nature. I've done so many charities over the years, really a lot internationally. So I am a first person who would actually care for the environment. OK, so it, trust me, whatever you support, it's wrong. They are not there to help the environment. And no. if you want a solution, if you are a vegan, if you are a vegetarian, because these people are supporting the, the stupid ideas because they think they're helping, don't stop trusting these people and just look logically around you. And the solution at the moment is a Heritage Party. Even if the if, if the manifesto, if the 100% of manifesto doesn't suit people, but if 60% of the manifesto su- suits personal you know, ideology, you should join because we can only do it as a political party. You know, don't not being involved in politics is not excuse. If you are not involved in the politics, you know what? Just lock yourself in the house. Because if if you're not, it's better if you do nothing than actually going around and spreading some ridiculous stuff. Like, oh, I don't want to be involved in politics. We are involved in politics. You yeah, so, like it or not, we are involved in politics. Yeah. So
1: CBD. If we do nothing, if we do CBDCs are coming our way, and CBDs yeah. represent complete t- uh, enslavement. So, yeah, and, and not for us, but for our children as well. Yeah, yeah. No, we, that, that will
0: be generation. That wouldn't be only one. They will be suffered, you know, for many, many generations. Yes. So it is really massive duty and responsibility on us at the moment to do something. We have to.
1: Yes, absolutely. Madeline, thank you so much. Is there anything else you want to say before we finish up?
0: Not really. I think we we cover it. But, you know, the most important thing is just wake up, but properly wake up. And just, you know, everyone should learn one thing. Step out from this mess. Step out and
1: just have a look what's front into your eyes. Yes. Question everything. Don't believe what the government and the mainstream media yeah. are saying. Question them. Question me. Question Madeleine. Dig into mm. it. Check it all out. And between now and when I see you next, fill your pockets with freedom and with liberty. This is Madeleine and, and Rich signing out. All the best. Bye-bye. Bye.